Good evening, everybody. Thanks for joining us for Binging the Force with the Rocky Mountain Fan Force, a live stream event. My name is James. Uh, this is a place where Star Wars friends get together, rewatch Star Wars uh, shows, and discuss Star Wars content. Uh, tonight, I'm joined by my friends Dale. Hey. Jonathan. It's me. Corey. Good evening, fellow Star Wars intellectuals. Corey from California, and our producer dude, Michael. How do I follow that? Yeah. Tonight Let's see we're your best be... impression. <laughs> Tonight we're going to be watching, uh, we're going to be delving into the, shores, uh, the show uh, Star Wars Rebels. It's an animated series. We're watching season two, chapter 13 tonight, uh, The Protector of Concord Dawn. And of course, this hooks into our Mandalorian theme. And uh, we're going to get a little even more background on kind of leading up to the current shows and stuff. Dale, could you give us kind of a general synopsis of uh, what Rebels was about and, um, you know, just kind of generally introduce some of the, the, the characters that we're going to be seeing tonight? You bet. Uh, so we've been watching Clone Wars. Clone Wars was this idea from from George Lucas that. Um, this conflict was galaxy wide and it affected all these people. There was, you know, this big battle going on the, the clone army, the droid army. We move ahead here in rebels. We are just three years uh, before a new hope. Uh, so we're in the time of the rebellion. Think uh, Andor. Um, we're, we're in that time where there's all these cells of a rebellion all over the galaxy. Uh, so our heroes in this series are, um, the crew of the ship, the ghost. Um, so their pilot is Harrison Dula. Uh, they've got a, a Jedi, Kanan Jarrus, um, a, a younger possible Jedi apprentice to him, uh, Ezra. Uh, we've got uh, Zeb, who is a Lasat, uh, looks like Chewbacca. Uh, and then we also have um, Sabine Wren, who is um, from her, her past, her clan, uh, is Mandalorian. So she's got a bit of Mandalorian in her past. Her, her, her family was involved with Death Watch. Uh, so it's an interesting person to be a part of this crew. Um, but as far as like sticking to the Mandalore story, this is kind of important because we get to see what Mandalorians are up to just prior to the original trilogy. So that's, that's why we're here. Uh, one more person from the Ghost Crew is Chopper. Um, a little <laughs> droid uh, who you can't understand what he says, but very important nonetheless. So. Yeah, very much the R two D two, but yeah. you know, very very uh, important yeah. character to the series. Very yeah. very uh, full of personality. <laughs> Definitely has something to say, whether we speak uh, basic or not. Yeah, yeah. So in yeah. our Star Wars timeline, this takes about three years before uh, Battle of uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Battle before yeah yeah BB, correct BB, right. three years BBY. Yep, three yep. years BBY. Kind of give you a little context where we're at in the timeline. Gotcha. And we already know that uh, you know a lot of these characters are going to be showing up in the Ahsoka TV series. We've seen them in, in live action in the trailer. Yep. Um, yeah, Sabine. I mean, there's definitely some differences there. There's the you know in terms of 
different shows and different movies portraying Mandalorians. And, and, you know, there's definitely some things here that don't necessarily jibe later on in the Mandalorian, but you know, uh, in, in particular, I, I kind of bit on the fact that her helmet doesn't connect. So it's like, you know, we made a big deal in the Mandalorian of showing how like it's essentially a hermetically sealed system when they put their helmet on, she literally has her neck exposed and you could see up her helmet. Yeah, true, true. So, so it sounds like, you know, they were still kind of, throwing stuff at the wall in terms of Mandalorians and figuring out, you know, Mandalorian culture and the armor and stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. Interesting to point that out, Michael. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> so those of you that are joining us tonight, um, I want you to look out for a reveal. Um, basically Sabine is going to say or reveal who she's related to. And it's somebody that we've been following. Um, if you join us for the other Clone Wars episodes that feed into this Mandalorian theme. So keep a lookout. Cool. Michael, the producer, dude, you want to take us take us okay. into our episode? Get right into it. Okay, let's, let's do, do it. it. Uh, season two, episode 13, The Predictor of Concord Dawn. All right. Oh, okay. so uh, Rebels just does this cold open, just bam, you're right in yeah, the action. Yeah. No right. Tom King no, voice no fortune cookie. No fortune cookie. But that was their ship, real. right? Yeah, yes, that, that was the ghost. That was the ghost. Yeah. Okay, yeah. The ghost. I, There's yeah, Sarah and, in the trailer. Uh, and so, so there, this guy, uh, Commander Sato, it's like he's part of the the bigger rebellion, um, yes. not oh. part of their part of their crew. Yeah. So essentially, they're they're oh, rebel cells. So kind of like with Rogue One, it's 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 essentially a, a rebel cell who are working against the Empire, kind of leading up to where we get to in in Episode Four. So that was Rex you saw. And yep. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Much the older green girl with the, Rex. Yeah, and very much Captain a lot Rex. of carryover from Clone Wars. Yeah. I mean, you know, Dave Filoni involved in both series. You know, it's 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 a continuation of the Filoni verse here. Yeah, really. Yeah. It, and and something which you wouldn't think would make for exciting Star Wars, uh, because when trade routes were brought up in Phantom Menace, um, you know it seemed boring. But but yes, the 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 plot of this episode is they want to go through Mandalorian controlled space um, for their for their uh, route, their hyperspace route, basically, and they don't know if that's going to be safe to do. So they feel like they need to negotiate uh, with right. the Mandalorians. One um, well, Hera was just saying to grow the to grow the rebellion. We definitely you know we need the Mandalorians on our side. Yeah, so, so there's Kanan. He's the, uh, was the blue hair and yep. Hera with the head tails. Yeah. That's Kanan the Jedi there. One of the surviving Jedi's. Yep. 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 Yeah, De he was the he was the apprentice to Depa Balaba, I believe, and so yeah. the, I know that they did back uh, flashbacks to show how he survived the uh, Order sixty six. Well, one she's thing definitely that, got a very different design than, than what we've seen. I mean, it, it utilizes a similar owl kind of pattern. There's there's an owl design in there, yeah. you know, similar to Bo-Katan, yeah. but much more colorful than we've seen a bit, uh, almost any other Mandalorian to date. Well, that's because Sabine's an artist. And, you know, anybody watching the series would understand that reference. Gotcha. Takes one artist to recognize another there, right, Corey? That, that's right, Corey. They, later in the, the series, yeah, they... 
really lean into her artistic <clears throat> interests. Yeah. And the Mandalorian we're introduced to here is Fen Rao, who I know comes back in the series later and, you know, definitely plays a pivotal role, but this is his first appearance in the series here. Yep. Uh, as far as the location of, of Concord Dawn, um, that name is used later on when we find out that in, in the Mandalorian that Din Djarin was not from Mandalore. He never been to Mandalore. He was from Concord Dawn. So. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. I forgot about that. Yeah. There's our title card. Yep. <laughs> yeah, definitely a cold old Mandalorian ships. I love these ships. They're so cool. Yeah, yeah, those, I mean, I know they're, I, you know, Bo-Katan referred them to them as yeah. drop ships. Yeah. Well, they're quite, uh, quite a depth uh, fighters, too, it seems like. Yeah, and we see, the, we see them yeah. moving here in ways that we haven't seen in live action yet that obviously they could do in, yeah. in CGI here. Yep. A lot yep. more spinning than what we've seen them do in live yeah. action. Yeah, they do a bunch of, uh, they rotate on their axis and yeah, there we go. But it's still it's it's building it's building more and more to this lore of Mandalorians being these like you know extremely skilled warriors, right? Which they are. Is Bo-Katan's ship like that in Mandalorian? Uh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. She mm -hmm. she flies one of the yep, same yep. same same types. Yeah. I thought the eight fighters were a little more maneuverable, but maybe these pilots aren't as good as the. I think they're just they're establishing how much better the Mandalorian <laughs> yeah. fighters here are. The, the it's the group called the Protectors that that Fenrau is the leader of here. Let's like to have some good action here at the beginning too, right? I mean, first yeah. they're going to be enemies before they become friends, right? Yeah, yeah. She's yeah. even referring to them as that. That's it, Protector. Follow me. Harris. Harris kind of using. She's trying to draw their fire onto her so that the other rebels can escape. Now let's not leave out how totally killer that backdrop is with the planet exploding with all the asteroids moving through its uh, field next. Yeah, to the yeah. yeah. Beautiful stuff. I, now, it wasn't being saying that that was a result of civil wars among the Mandalorians. There was a whole set of dialogue about her talking about that they've essentially been at war with each other most of their history. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah Rebels, Rebels really made a jump in uh, the quality of the animation, I think, from Clone Wars. As it would. As a, as yeah, as it, it got really good. Oh, yeah, that, that complete spinning, spinning, spinning yes. ship <laughs> as a way of attacking Hera and, and you know, gets Hera. Yeah, she tried to be there, right? The end for her. It's too bad. It Why sure looked doing? like it. You know, <laughs> yeah, it looked like she, she uh, was trying to make sure that everyone else could jump away. So it's like it definitely, you know, it was a cliffhanger moment there of, of Harris' ship. Is, it looked like it was about to explode. And she is a lead character, but it does make the jump. So somehow she met, she's that good of a pilot that even that disabled, she still managed to make the jump. Wow. Yeah, so, something that we, we didn't know to expect was that. This particular sect of Mandalorians is actually aligned with the Empire. I feel like that's yes. kind of unheard of that yeah. the Ma Mandalorians already had yeah. enough infighting prior to the yeah. Empire being a thing, and now this just yeah. complicates things even yeah. more. Right. Fen is kind of taking bribes from them, and he's kind of working the system. And it's 2-1-B. 2-1-B. A-2-1-B, for sure. Is that the previous that's model, A-2-1-B? That's the medical droid, I assume. It is. We know him originally from the Empire Strikes Back, but I'm sure there's several models like that all over the galaxy. Right. <laughs> Definitely a different voice than the one on Hoth. 
Or Hera. Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, seeing these characters when they make an appearance in Ahsoka is going to bring a resurgence in Rebels watching because... Oh, people, yeah, yeah. Going, Whoa, you know, maybe Shane will want to know, right? Yeah, that's well, what we're doing here. Yeah, that's that's why yeah, we're doing yeah. it. Yeah. No, for sure. But I'm just saying, yeah, when you see Ahsoka, the series, and all these characters start coming out of the woodwork, yeah, it'll it'll make for a resurgence. Yeah, sure. yeah. I'm very excited to see this. And, and Clone Wars was a show where you could kind of like pop in and out of different episodes or different arcs, and there wasn't a whole lot of like progression in the show, but Rebels was definitely a lot more like if you started at the beginning and you follow yeah. getting to end, yeah. there's much more reward for seeing that character progression. Absolutely. That's much more of a serialized story, but yeah. Yeah, interesting how Rex has now transcended so many series. Cause if you think clone wars, rebels, you know, I'm trying to think of other ones, bad batch, obviously, yeah. you know, well, actually, you know, I didn't, I didn't know pre the episode where they introduced Rex that he was even in it. I was, was delighted. Yeah, when yeah. when they ended up showing up like that, so I was like, oh man, these guys just don't quit. You're right, the Floniverse. I mean, having someone at the helm for both series made all the difference in the world at the quality of this show and just a beautiful flow from Clone Wars. So yeah, 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 there's, yeah, like, yeah and, and definitely showing the personality because everyone wanted to go on the mission with Kanan, yeah. and you know he didn't want to bring anybody, but he told Chopper he's coming, and you know Chopper doesn't want to go, and, yeah. and Chopper right. makes makes it known very clearly that Chopper <laughs> does not want to go on the mission. And, yes, you know everyone else does. <laughs> it's like it's like Chopper is like if George Collin were an astromech. <laughs> That's what you have. Yeah, Chopper is very uh, different than R two. He's not as fearless. He's kind of yeah. more reserved, and he's kind of kind of a chicken sometimes. But he does rise to the occasion when he needs yeah. to. Definitely so, got more attitude. Yeah, yeah. He's he's a funny character. So the mission Kanan's going on here to to that half exploded world there is base is to really try to continue the mission of and of getting the Mandalorians on their side, really. Whereas Sabine, who is stowed away on his ship here, her mission is, I want to get the guys that hurt Hera. Yeah, yeah she's out for revenge. So they basically have cross-purposes here. Oh, sure. And, yeah, that was my question was maybe for tonight was, you know, they're going to take very different approaches to this situation. You know, kind of what do you think maybe the audience kind of think about what's the best, maybe what would be the best approach? The good yeah, copy, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah this and, is an extremely and, risky um, plan, if if you ask me. Yeah. Um, is going into the the hornet's nest, so to speak, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. Right. And, and we have somewhat established that there's a historical disagreement between Jedi and Mandalorians that that you know they have been at war with each other in the past and so you know a Jedi walking into their compound trying to get them on the side of the rebels is yeah. not an easy sell yeah no, it's not but also it's you know part of Kanan's training as a Jedi yeah. Yeah. to do this to feel you know, yeah. yeah yeah I think they're both kind of reverting back to their training here and yep. kind of his the default way is always going to be pursue peace and and yeah. you know do things with with justice Right. I mean, Kanan keeps the order alive because at this point, there you know we don't even know how many are even left in the universe. So, yeah, but through the course of the series here, I mean, you could see already two seasons in how close Kanan and Sabine are, and that's that's a Jedi and a Mandalorian working together on the same team. So, yeah. so there's an inherent conflict there, but also some really great character stuff. Yeah, and all these characters in Rebels here, they're all very individual, right? They come long, long mm -hmm. histories before they start to band together as a team. 
Yeah. Yeah. And I haven't watched enough to know, like, I think the character I know the least about probably at this point is Hera, you know, and, and she seems to be such a lead character in the show. And yeah. I'm sure they get into her backstory about, yeah. you know, how she got to be one of the most respected pilots and, you know, in the rebel fleet yeah. there. Yeah. If you stick around for the series, you'll, you'll see the love story. <laughs> I won't right. give it away, but she, she's, she's the mother of the yeah, I definitely got that. that, is, that yeah, she's, yeah, yeah, definitely with Sabine. She's, she's, she's unquestionably a mother figure. Uh -huh. yes. And I guess probably Ezra too, right? Oh, especially Ezra because he's the youngest. He's the yeah, baby. Yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah definitely. I, I know like the first season or a lot of the through line is is the training of Ezra Bridger to become a Jedi yes. under Kanan. Yeah. Yes. But even Kanan didn't fully finish his own training. So, right. You know, and, and, and that creates its own set of problems. Again, without spoiling it, it does create its own set of problems for this the series so but it, you know what again it's well written it's well acted i loved it it just it just it, i couldn't say enough about it yeah it really so is, is all this worth it from a strategic point of view for the rebels to try to get the mandalorians <laughs> on their side losing people can't they go around i guess it's apparently this, you could do a curve in the hyperspace routes yeah, apparently this hyperspace <laughs> route is that important bypass <laughs> well and also too you know, I mean, the Mandalorians. She was right. It, they're a good. They would be good friends to have in a rebellion against the Empire. Right. So why not go to one of your strongest adversaries? For, oh yeah, if you can get them on your side, you. Right. And we, that's a powerful. We know the Empire uh, fears Mandalorians. That we, yeah, we do. Ooh, they're laying their cards on the table. It's like an old Western yeah. here, right? Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Put his put his lightsaber on because he didn't necessarily know he was a Jedi. Mic drop. Yeah. My master. <laughs> Yeah, he tells Fen Rao that he he does respect him because Fen Rao did fight yeah. in a, in a in a previous battle during the Clone Wars that yeah. that you know that was why a lot of the characters here respected him as a person and even though here he's in the position of working with the Empire taking money for the Empire you know so they they have a belief and and you know Kanan definitely is is operating on the belief that you know yeah. we've established that he is an honorable person from his, from his fight you know from his yeah. from his time in the clone wars you know we should be able to turn him back from working with the empire here yeah. and he's a good diplomat right he like saunters in there and he's like we have history together let's talk man yeah, yeah. And that that is the jedi training yeah where she wants to blow stuff up. I mean, that's you know, she, she's pretty clear about the fact that you know she's she's planting bombs on each of their ships. She wants to blow stuff up. Yeah, yeah. but, but she's did she bring enough bombs? What? What the hell? Did she bring enough bombs? We'll see. Right. Well, apparently he asked her earlier there, right? Did you bring right. enough? And of course, yeah. The uh, the Battle of Magitu um, that Kanan is referencing it's ne was never shown in Clone Wars or anything on screen. Uh, it was just it was in two issues of the Kanan comic strip. So if you want to know more, Kanan issues ten and eleven. So wow. there's always more in the EU. There was an actual Kanan comic book. Yes, um, I think it was twelve or sixteen issue run. Um, it it was good, you know, to get more more backstory for these characters. Uh, speaking of the the Jedi that never finished their training. I mean, isn't that all Jedi? Do we ever yeah, see a seems, Jedi like fully finish the training? Well, at we least do in, in the timeline where we're dealing with the red house. They, they never get to. I meant yeah. was that he had been knighted. Yeah, that's what I mean. You're right. Your training forever goes on. For you know, you go to what nine hundred years, right, or eight hundred years. So yeah, because they don't do a ceremony, do they? 
they've never shown like this. Well, they, you know, they have. They did. They, when Anakin became uh, a knight, they did show the ceremony. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I guess. Okay. That, I mean, in the very first Clone Wars, that was the Tenotowski, uh, um animated series, little five-minute clips. And that was where they actually knighted Anakin. Hmm. Yep. Yeah, no, we've definitely seen Jedi graduate and become full Jedi's. It's just not since not since Order sixty six. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> all right, y'all missed the big reveal that we were talking about earlier. Sabine Wren, Clan Vizsla, daughter uh, yes. Yeah, and, the, and that's another kind of discrepancy there in terms of not having everything figured out for the Mandalorians that they were figuring it out as they went along in that, I mean, in other instances of us learning about Mandalorian culture, we've not heard of another instance of house and clan being two different things, that she's part of of house, I may be getting these reversed, correct me if I'm wrong, but, she, but she's one Ren, neither house or clan Ren, but she's she's house or clan Vizsla. Yeah. Yeah, Clan Clan Ren is allied with House Vizsla. Okay. So then, like, they recognize that, but then they're also like, "Oh, that's part of Death Watch. Maybe we don't like right. you." Well, because yeah, we'd established from the very first appearance of Death Watch, and you know, the Clone Wars episodes that we reviewed was that you know House Vizsla is Death Watch essentially is 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 the is the leadership of Death Watch. Yeah. So her family is is allied with 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 Vizsla. But she's not a Visla, but she's she's not in that same family. That's just her family is alive. But the, but this, this 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 distinction between house and clan, I think, like in other instances of Mandalorian culture, I don't think they've made that distinction. I think house and clan are pretty synonymous. It's very Game of Thrones. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And, and then when you bring the the foundling aspect into you know that the Mandalorian TV series did, that's that's its own thing. That's its own clan right. altogether. Yeah. That Mandal Mandalorian is not, you know, a people. It's a creed. It's not a planet. You know, it's right. a, it's a, it's a set of beliefs that you subscribe to. Yeah, of course, Kane well, is trying to kind of diffuse the situation here. And but but in this time, it's more than just a set of beliefs. Like it really is like people and houses and governments right. and yeah. more organized in that way. You know. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely a difference from from what we've seen in other portrayals of of Mandalorian Mandalorians. Yeah, like I said, but, I think a lot of it is like there, you know, there wasn't this grand plan where they had everything figured out that's going to cover all the series, including the newer series and everything. I think they were just kind of rewriting some of those rules as, as they were, you know, as they were going along. Yes, yeah, but, but um, Sabine's plan, I mean, it, it works here. I mean, it it, does, it, yeah. it actually accomplishes more because I don't think it was going to work. Kanan's approach was, well, the right. enemy of my enemy is my friend. And that okay. guy's like, nope. Don't care. Yeah, that, that not paying me. Yeah. <laughs> the almighty so, credit speaks louder. Yeah, so we kind of see here a balancing of you know diplomacy with blowing stuff up. <laughs> you, you, need a, you need a little bit of both. Yeah, and he just told her you can't kill anybody, and she said, "You love making it hard for me." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Is she? Does her gun even have a stun setting? Probably, probably not. Probably not. <laughs> uh, well, yeah. nah, I'm sure she. I'm sure it does. I think, I, I think a Mandalorian might say, "What's the purpose of a stun setting?" <laughs> right? If you're a bounty hunting, I suppose you would matter to you. Yeah, yeah man. Mm. That's true. Awesome jet of action. This is. I don't know. It's kind of risky to try to stun someone. What if you miss and then yeah. you could have killed them and then they shoot? Better be a crack shot. 
engine. Yeah. yeah. So of course, the one ship she didn't get to blow up because she didn't get to it in time was was Ben Rao's ship. That's good storytelling. Yeah, it's, you know we gotta yeah we gotta have that showdown here. So we've got Kanan literally holding on to the side <laughs> of a plane. I think I think we've seen that before. I think we've seen Mando. Oh, sure. oh but you know, let's not go too high. <laughs> Tom Cruise, he can do it. <laughs> yes, right. if Kanan was played by Tom Cruise, there would be no problem. <laughs> yeah, that's how you handle that. Well, they've <laughs> cast him for the new show, so you just haven't seen that yet. Oh, geez. <laughs> yeah, the voice actor for, for Kanan is uh, is actually Freddie Prinze Jr. Freddie Prinze Jr., right. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I forgot yep. that. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, lightsaber right from the console. You know, disabling a ship with a lightsaber? That That's yeah. pretty cool. That's yeah, that's ballsy. Is so literally putting a lightsaber right through the console just yeah. to disable the ship and make it crash. I just want to know if Jedi have a fear of heights because they're always on top of ships and I don't no, know. I, 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 I would black out. I would that like definitely has to be part of the training. Yeah, that uh, high altitude training. They're going into space, man. They're not stuck on a continent. Yeah. Right. Well, just even operating in Coruscant. I mean, you know, how much have we shown like people flying around in Coruscant and jumping from ship to ship and stuff? Oh, yeah, from sure. ship, from ship to ship and stuff. Because they have the force, man, and they're not afraid. The force yeah, the is right now. Of course, too, where they learn to fly spaceships and stuff, too. <laughs> yeah, so here Fenral makes a decision stand down. There's no need. Yeah, so, what do you think? What was the thing that actually turned him around? I think it's just that he can see how much the rebels can kick ass here. Yeah, I think they proved they on uh, the wrong side. You know, I mean, yeah. it's not like they had any sort of moral arguments. Yeah. It was more right. just like we can hold our own We're and capable. Yeah, on the side yeah. of right. Yep. Welcome to the rebellion. Yeah, I, I'd wonder if it would be just the fact that you know him seeing a Mandalorian and a Jedi working together and yeah, yeah. Ne oh. neither it needed both sides. It needed diplomacy and blowing stuff up, you know, then yep, he, yep. he kind of sees the combination there, you know, as something of value and definitely more valuable to him than his relationship with the empire. Well, and Kanan didn't, he did, you know, he, he delivered, he, he showed them that there's, there's another way. Yeah. And that was one of the things called back to the beginning of the episode, right? When, uh, who was it? It was Sato was like, we, you know, a show of force. And Sabine was like, yeah, show of force and what is needed and what they'll respect. And so they got, they got both diplomacy and a show of force in this. Yeah. It, it took both sides. Yeah. And yeah, Hera saying, Sabine, you're sounding more like a Jedi than a Mandalorian. <laughs> and he looks to both of them and he says, you know, I guess I've been raised right. And he looks at Kanan. So in between Kanan and Hera, I mean, that's basically mom and dad. Yeah, well, this is where they like, is... all laugh together and they freeze at the end. Huh? Yeah, yeah. yeah right. Totally. Like old police squad episodes, yeah. But the, yeah, uh, the Mandalorians is... uh, working so... with other groups, that's something we see come back uh, in Mandalorian, the, the TV series, seasons two and three, that if you want to be a leader, you can't just stick with the small group of people. You've got to reach out out of your comfort group a little bit and ally yourself with, um, yep. you know, whether it's Jedi or, or bounty hunters or former rebels, whatever it is. And that's sort of the concept for rebels too, right? Like the show is showing the progression of individuals to small groups, to larger groups so that mm -hmm. rebel cells to trying to just like gather people together in this loose rebellion that you see in rogue one. And that's really hard to do, right? And so it's it's good to have the show that shows that kind of progression of just trying to get everybody moving in one direction, yeah. you know. 
Yeah, and lead, leading to what we saw, because you know our first introduction was four, five, and six, where we saw at that point there's there's a somewhat cohesive rebellion. There's 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 a command structure. There's an actual army. There's you know there's basically ground forces and air forces and everything that that it is a it is a cohesive you know organized rebellion. But it didn't start that way. Yeah, you know? but I think there is <laughs> also a now lot of. With, with Andor and with Rebels and everything, what we're seeing, you know, with Rogue One, with Andor, with Rebels, we're seeing that it took time to get there. It took 20 yeah. years to basically, you know, the rebellion was always there from the end of episode three on. You already had those senators who, you know, were the core of, of you know, planning to start a rebellion at that point. But that was a seed that had, took 20 years to grow to get to where yeah. we get to in episode four. Yeah. And there's, um, I'm trying to think, you know, when the re rebellion is like coalesced into an, a more military operation an organized i think there's still there's still even groups that are um have different approaches like right like saw guerrera had a very different approach kind of a terrorist you know i'm going to be really heavy-handed i'm going to attack you know whatever i can and stuff like that and then other groups have kind of a different approach yeah like, like an extremist versus like a diplomatic approach yeah sometimes. exactly yeah. or even a um just their military method you know saw guerrera was um, I guess like a fanatic, you know, we see in uh, uh, what movie? Um, Andor. Rogue One. Oh, Andor. Yeah, Andor. You know, there's, there's, um, we see in Andor, you know, there's, there's, you know, uh, uh, who's, who's the guy that recruits him? Um, you know, he, he has a different approach. And then they talk about Sargerera too. They encounter him and he's got a different method. Um, so I don't know. That's kind of interesting that they, they yeah, try to bring all these approaches and kind of bring them together into one unit. Yeah, and that, that even within that, there are factions, there are still rogue elements. Sure. No pun. And also, too, uh, as I understand it, uh, Rebels takes place five years before the beginning of A New Hope. So, well, yeah, at this point, because we're a couple seasons in, so yeah, three years BBY, I guess. Yeah, yeah, it's real close, yeah. The amount of time they still have to build a rebellion by the yeah. time it gets to the intensity of a new hope. Yeah, yeah. We don't yeah, yeah. we don't know wow, how long man. your years are compared to ours, but but yes, yeah, so it's supposed to be just three years away yeah. from Rogue One and, and the Battle yeah. of Yavin right now. Right. So it's and, and even then it, it takes time, right? Like you even if you have everybody moving in that same direction, you'll still have these other people who don't totally align with you with what you, you're trying to do. They're like, okay, well, I will conveniently be your friend if we're both moving in the same direction, like the Rebels yeah. and the Lorians here sometime, right? And that's yeah. that's just the way that life works. Sometimes yeah. you don't always have people totally on board with you. <laughs> but like you said, if your enemy of your enemy is your friend, then I will temporarily have a truce with you and we will we will be yeah. on this path together. But at some point, just anticipate we will go on our separate yeah. paths, there, Robert. Yeah. Well, and you have to have victories along the way. I mean, it, it's a it's a tenuous alliance at that point that could be one failure away from from just completely collapsing or breaking up, or people saying, "Well, you don't know what you're doing. We just we just had a big failure." Sure. You know, sure. you have to build success upon success to 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 actually sustain that cohesiveness. You know, and 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 build that you know group. Yeah, together. I mean. And think of like American history, right? So like, you know, when when the, the, some rebels in Texas lost at the Alamo, right? Like that became almost a rallying cry uh, mm -hmm. for people in Texas and people in America to be like, okay, well, remember the Alamo. Maybe mm -hmm. the Star Wars universe, maybe they're like, remember Scarif, you know, and remember yep. Yep. some of these horrors that yep. this oppressive 
government's oppressive force has, and you'll get more people yeah. on your side and more people to align with you and move in that direction. Yeah. That's the power of martyrs. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think the, the story of the rebellion is, yeah, you're bringing all these different species, you know, the empire's a little more what humanoid, you know, centered, you know, they dominate, they, they make the rules. Thrawn is kind of an outlier, you know, it's very much about kind of the humans running the operation, but rebels is more about like, you know, we're kind of all in it together, the entire galaxy to, you know, give it to the empire and, you know, to try to defeat them. And, you know, yeah. those differences and stuff actually give us strength. Yeah. I mean, if you don't count, you know, Jedi, because Jedi are, you know, almost like an alien race. I mean, you mm -hmm. know, it's really the core main cast of, of rebels contains no regular humans. Yeah. For Ezra and Kanan, yeah. Well, that's uh, what I'm saying. They're they're Jedi. They're 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 human, but they're but they're yeah. Jedi. They're they're something else. Superheroes. Yeah. At at this point in the story, I mean, we're we're 15 years removed from the birth of the Empire. So at this point, I mean, they've they've pissed off the entire galaxy. Every world has been affected by the Empire. In that short of time, time. Yeah. So, so they're certainly, true. even though they're not, you know super organized yet um you know and, and, and haven't really fought back too much because you know rogue one and and the, and the crawl to a new hope is you know rebels have won their first major victory they don't have that major victory under their belt yet um but they're they're working their way there yeah so james one of the things you mentioned at the beginning was our kind of surprise family tree reveal here of sabine yep. being a part of house Vizla and this yep. kind of whole Game of Thrones, Mandalore, tree, yeah. house, interact, interconnectivity that, that happens with those Mandalorians. But like rewatching this episode, you know, I mean, yeah, there's that big reveal, but it didn't feel like there was like the, the thrust of the episode was not a payoff from that. Like that's an interesting detail, but it wasn't what this story was about. Right? Yeah. Like that's nice, but maybe that'll pay off later. Well, do they actually reference her as Sabine as being Duchess Satine's daughter? Oh, God, you know, I don't no. remember. No, same, same house. She's she's not Duchess Satine's daughter. Not 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 direct descendant. Okay, okay, okay. She's aligned yeah. with Duchess Satine. No, yeah, no. In fact, later on in the series, we, we will meet more of her family and her mom and everything. So. Oh, okay, that's right. Okay, right, and 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 at this point, um. Uh, Clone Wars season seven never hadn't happened when when this was put out, so we didn't know how it ended up with, um, you know, the Rens losing power on Mandalore, uh, Death Watch, you know, aligning themselves with, um, um, shoot, uh, like with, with Darth Maul, and then eventually the Empire taking over Mandalore. Like we haven't seen all that play out yet yep. uh, when Rebels was was produced. It was like, hey, wait. How is Rex not like wanting to kill? Like, how did Rex escape Order sixty six? Because that was one of the first things I thought of when I realized what the character was. I'm like, how is that even possible? Yeah, that was all in season seven of Clone Wars. Yeah, <laughs> right. So I was like, Rex is a badass. That's why. <laughs> well, no, I, I mean, we do that, but it's like at that point we just didn't have any idea. And it, it is such a. I, I was thinking about it the other day. I swear to God, Star Wars has to be one of the most expansive stories that we can think of in modern and even ancient literature yeah I, it's insane i mean i love the mcu right because all of it intertwines but 
man, there is so much content. It's yeah, insane. and there's so many stories to be told within that, right? They're right. still coming. Yes, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, if, if you think about it from when we saw clone troopers at the end of episode three, well, there's no clone troopers in episode four. So, you know, is their story just over? So, you know, to get to see clones in Rebels. And then now we've got, you know, Bad Batch. It's going to be a three season long story. They're filling in that gap of, well, what did happen to the clone troopers after Revenge of the Sith? Well, Corey, I don't know if you knew heard, but um, they actually retconned Rex into Return of the Jedi. Huh. No. Yes. So when when there's rebels that are there at the shield generator, and you know, Solo like, runs around with a bunch of awesome. rebels there and they'll get captured. <laughs> like there's one of them who's got like this old white beard, right? Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 I remember him. Okay. That's Rex. Cool. That's awesome. <laughs> nice. That's interesting. Cool. No, I don't. Great character, great character. Yeah. Well, cool. Good, good episode. Good intro good to show. Rebels here. Yeah. yeah. So, it, it to me, like Rebels, there's a lot of episodes for Rebels. I don't feel that had the fun of um, uh, of Clone Wars. Like Clone Wars, I feel you know, ninety nine percent of those episodes you could describe as as a fun watch. Some of these things uh, in, in Rebels, where it's kind of a slower build. And it's like, well, where is this going? And well, by the end, it, it pays off. But well, some of this, I think that's just a standalone episode are tougher. <laughs> I mean, that's that's indicative of kind of modern TV shows, modern storytelling. Everything's now more serialized. That's kind of the trend. And so I think Rebels being made several years after Clone Wars, I think, really reflects that, 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 you know, serialized storytelling is now kind of the standard and standalone episodes are now more of an anomaly. Well, it was too, it was a joy to have a glimmer of what was could could be once again, which is what I love about Rebels as well. It's definitely got a lot of things going on in it, but it definitely is keeping the lore of the Jedi, uh, you know, as the Guardians of the Galaxy. <laughs> um, <laughs> right. Um, but yeah, no, I, I think it's, I love the story between the two of them as far as Master and Apprentice. So yeah. I'm just seeing that stuff rolling over time and time again with new players. Yeah. So uh, thank you very much for joining us tonight. Um, uh, upcoming events for the Rocky Mountain Fan Force. And reminder, this we're kind of a chill group that gets together and talks about Star Wars and hangs out. Um, we, have, we are all going to the, um, on April 29th, this Saturday at 335, the AMC Westminster Promenade. We're all going to be trying to sit in row G. If you can sit near us, that'd be awesome. Um, I checked on tickets and we had plenty of tickets left uh, for this Saturday for that showing. So go ahead and get a, a ticket for uh, this Saturday, Return of the Jedi. Come watch that with us at 335 in uh, Westminster. And let's see. Uh, do you guys need to introduce anything else? You can find our merch at, uh, at BingingTheForce at SpreadShop.com. You can find us on YouTube, Anchor, and a Facebook, of course, uh, Rocky Mountain Fan Force. What are we doing next? Uh, next episode is going to be, next week is going to be season three, episode 11, uh, Visions and Voices. So right, join that, us next week for I that. believe that starts to get into Sabine with the Darksaber, right? Yes. Yep. yep. Great. Mm -hmm. so well, we're, we're binging through, if not chronological episodes, we're binging episodes of shows related to Mandalorian. 
Medvor, and Lord. Thanks, Thanks for joining us tonight, guys.